but that's another growth teachers have had is we have been not vulnerable with our kids in the past. We put up the shield, but that's a growth teachers have had because they've had no choice but to be vulnerable on some level. This podcast is part six in our six-part series focusing on social-emotional learning in schools. Our topic today is reassembling after loss, putting the pieces together for a new picture. Tech Talk for Teachers. You want to practice? Tech, tech Talk for Teachers. The podcast where teachers discuss how technology can positively transform teaching and learning. I'm Rena Clark. I'm Paul Beckerman. And I'm Pam Beckerman. We are digital learning specialists. And we're here to share actionable teaching strategies for remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Education, Education is our passport to, to the future. future. Our quote today is a little bit different. It actually comes from Forbes, um, from John Ewing, a mathematician. And it says, mathematicians know that stepping away from a topic for a while requires time to recollect the bits and pieces when you return. Those bits and pieces aren't lost. They only require reassembling. And often the reassembling leads to greater understanding. Well, first of all, it's nice to get a mathematician in the room. (laughs) Even though I'm a former English teacher, mathematicians are good. And I like the perspective, um, especially those bits and pieces aren't lost. Um, the, the problem I have with the term learning loss is that it's so deficit focused. Um, and this focuses more on the rebuilding, you know, you can't lose something that you've never had. So learning loss really is kind of a misnomer to begin with. Um, so what if we take this as an opportunity to see what we can rebuild and not only rebuild, but reinvent and, um, focus on the resiliency and the adapting. I love this que- this quote from uh, Jeff Plowman. He's the um, Minnesota Online Digital Learning Specialist. We actually had a kind of a regional meeting about learning loss when we all wished it would be, were called something else. But he says, what have students learned this year that we are not measuring or valuing? That's what we need to be focusing on. So I really love that. And probably things that we, yeah, really value. That's really good. When I think about that quote, I also think that as we gain a greater understanding, as we reassemble, there's an opportunity there to build, rebuild something even better as a result, um, something that maybe we couldn't even imagine before. So I'm really hopeful that in education post-COVID, that we not only just pick up the pieces, but we we reimagine and redesign learning so that it's better for all of our learners. I think there's real opportunity here. We are really excited to have Cherie Spencer with us again, social Woo-hoo! and emotional. Yay! Social and Emotional Learning Coordinator from Galveston, Texas. She's joining us again this week. Welcome, Cherie. Hey, everybody. Team and family. (laughs) (laughs) We do feel like a family. This is our sixth episode together with you. Really enjoying it. (laughs) And today we're really looking forward to hearing your insights on how we can pick up and reassemble the pieces of this past year. So thanks for joining us again. Yeah, thank you for having me. So there's probably a couple parts to this conversation. Um, One is acknowledging some of the, again, here's that word loss, but what are some of the things that were different this year, right, for us that weren't the same experience that other students have had in the past for students and staff? And then what can we do to help students and staff through those experiences so we can come out healthy and hopeful on the other side of that? 
So I'll just throw it over to you, Sheree, just for some initial thoughts on that on that topic. What are you thinking about? Well, I liked how you guys first started the the podcast, and especially with the mathematician point of view. Um, is sometimes we define loss as something that we'll never get back, but it doesn't have to be that. Um, it can definitely be a puzzle that's been scattered, and we just have to put it back together. Um, I don't think time has been lost. I think it's actually been gained. I think it's a perspective thing that you take. Um, and I agree, Paul, with what you're saying about the learning loss um, that's come out there. And like we were just talking with my team the other day about qualitative data. There has been so much learned and gained this year, and people have been so innovative and we're not capturing that. We are so focused in on everything that is different, everything that our kids aren't learning right now when it comes to academics, that we haven't even flipped the switch to think about what are they learning about themselves? What are they learning about self-control and resilience and social awareness? A lot of things are happening socially out in our world right now um, that kids are navigating and becoming a part of. So I, I, you just threw me for a loop, Rena, when you put that quote out there, because before that quote, I thought of loss as something that's, okay, it's gone, but it doesn't necessarily mean that. Um, and when we think about losing a loved one, the best way to get through that, one of the best ways, and this is my opinion, is that you rejoice in the memories. You think about everything you did and everything they brought um, to the world and around you that makes you get through it. Um, it makes you a better person. So I think just reflecting on what went well and what's there to come. Yeah, there's a lot to take in there. Mm -hmm. I was also thinking about the fact that they have started calling today's kids Generation C. They're actually naming them because of this one-year experience. And I think that's kind of cool in some ways because now they can grasp their own identity and not focus on what they've lost, but what have we become through this you know, what have we gained and how have we come out of this on the other side? And maybe we can give them some kind of sense and pride of pride and, and some of that self-sufficiency that they've had to um, exhibit this year. I was going to say, as you were speaking, I was thinking like in my brain, I was creating activities, but even having an opportunity for kids to share, like instead of thinking about all the things you didn't get to do, wouldn't it be great to have kids share? Like, what did you learn this year? Was it perseverance or resilience? And Maybe there's other things like kids learning. I mean, my third grader is like able to get on computer, Google Classroom, navigate. He's doing all kinds of things that we before I've had teachers say, oh, they could, they're kindergartners, third graders can never do that. And they're doing it and they're doing it well. And the things that he's been able to create and do. Now, there's been moments where we've had to get after him, but I'm impressed. <laughs> and it's not just him. I'm, there's other kids that are able to do this and they care. Um, but if they could share some of the things that they've learned and then we could highlight those, how great. And same with teachers, if we could use some of our strategies to collect those stories or some of that data of what have you learned? Look at all the things that you have accomplished. The growth in teachers, like I feel like for years as when I was a digital learning coach, I was like, oh, I wish some teachers would just get on board and they never had to. Well, guess what? This was not what I wish for, but they absolutely had to figure some things out. And there has been more learning and growth, I feel like, for teachers than I've ever seen before. And so how can we take that and think of that as a positive experience? 
Well, and sometimes it just makes you think of that sink or swim, right? Sometimes you just have to be pushed into the situation to really also embrace it and learn from it and adapt to it. And you also, just speaking of loss and Generation C, um, possibly labeling them that and giving them a name, I hate to say label, sorry, giving them a name, is our seniors and what they have lost. And that is, that is very traumatizing to them um, that they don't have a normal graduation or a prom or parties, but what they do have is an experience that no other student will ever grow through. Um, and so we're trying to flip it that way for them. Like you guys are helping the world discover new ways and innovative ways to continue what we've been doing but in a different kind of platform. And that is very unique. I know as growing up, I was never given the opportunity to help the world make choices and decisions um, based off of a pandemic. So just kind of helping them switch that mindset and put on a different perspective has really helped the kids. It's not, I'm not saying it's the fix all, um, but it has helped them a little bit, you know, just gain some, some confidence and like, yeah, I'm doing this. And then the sense of independence kids have become, like we were talking a couple episodes a while back and I'm thinking of this because I have a little one here now, but the anxiety that's come about kids raising other kids. But at the same time, you can look at it as my children have grown a stronger sense of independence than they would have if the world was the same in 2019, 2018, whatever. Um, So that's been a grow. That's been a great thing for them. And the relationships they have with each other because of that responsibility and care for each other. Yeah, they've learned so much. I think of even um, even growth mindset. They've watched their teachers struggle because we haven't done this before. And they've watched us persevere and overcome and become better. They watch their parents meet challenges that they've never experienced before. And they themselves, I really like Rena. How you suggested about them sharing those stories, because otherwise I think those are lost opportunities of um, recognizing that growth because we just we don't see it unless we take a moment to pause and reflect and celebrate that. I thought that was such a great idea. I have a one on one with my director tomorrow, so I think I'm going to bring that up. (laughs) I think you should. (laughs) You really should. I think that would be just even to highlight for the district, like gather some of those stories, um, capture them. It could be motivating, maybe turn it into a video, whatever. I just think that, and maybe even parents. So I think that could be really positive. Yeah. And then they can define themselves as this generation C and why should you be proud of who you are? Why are you strong and why are you successful? That could be awesome. And it was so interesting to think about, I know (laughs) my kids and I, and I'm sure other families super frustrated. You're spending so much time. They're fighting all the time, but also it's such an opportunity Um, I know I've talked about this before, like literally getting to watch my kids learn how to read in front of my eyes, which otherwise I would never be able to have seen that. Um, Or them spending time with each other, like they might complain, but they're so close. And I'm lucky. Well, my kids are pretty much all the same age. They're 18 months apart and then the twins. So they really are about the same age Um, and they complain. But I noticed because they've gone back in person that they sat right by each other on that bus. And even the other day, we finally went to baseball practice. And who did they team up with? Each other. They weren't about to go play with someone else. So (laughs) (laughs) they might pretend they don't like each other, but they sure act like it now. (laughs) Uh, And you should definitely, we are currently doing what we call focus groups. 
Um, and those are starting up, I think next week or the after testing, everything goes around testing. Um, but they're focus groups where we're doing exactly what you're saying, Rena. We're bringing kids in and getting their story, but then we're utilizing it to share both to the district and publication because that's the qualitative data that we're not capturing. So they are, UTMB is coming with us to pull focus groups of children, of administrators, and of teachers, but not only on the pandemic, but how SEL has incorporated and supported them through this year. Um, so to capture those stories, and God, it would be amazing for your parents to hear that. And for the board needs to hear that. The people making the decisions need to hear from our parents and our students how much they truly have grown in a world that they think they're not growing in. Mm-hmm. I was thinking of our last episode where we were talking about this um, time getting hard motivationally for us as teachers, for I'm sure parents, um, certainly for our students. But what if we could use it as a moment to capture that, celebrate that? How motivating would that be to you know to use this last leg of the school year? in those moments. And I'm so worried about this, even the term learning loss. So maybe we can brainstorm real quick some ideas of some other terms, because I think it's a hot word right now. It's coming from the state, from other places. And I mean, already they're like, oh, summer school, this, and, and it's just causing anxiety and stress. And we're not taking time to acknowledge all the things that have been learned, all the things that have been gained. And we're still seeing it as before. And as we pointed out, even the, like it's not the same. So we need to rethink and kind of rearrange. It reminds me of like <laughs> the Charlie and the Chocolate Factory movie where the candy bar is shot up into the air into billions of little pieces and then it comes back together. But it's the same, but it's different. It's a different candy bar. It's a little bit smaller, but it's still all there. <sighs> so <laughs> I, I, we need to look at it as like a, a learning gain. Our kids have learned so much and every kid and the United States is going through the same thing. They're all missing out on opportunities. So whatever you want to call it, we're all going through it together. And so it's not, I, I, don't, I don't like it as a learning loss. You can't compare last year to this year. And to be honest, if anything, I, I believe COVID has given us an opportunity to balance academics with humankind. Yeah. And we really need to think about that. Very true. And even if you do focus on academics, and we are an academic institution as well, um, we differentiate all the time. Kids are coming in at different levels all the time. Even some of the initial, if you if you focus on test data, if you like that stuff, it's still showing very different degrees of achievement in kids, just like it always has. Um, you know, some of our subjects loop, like ELA, I know has shown less I don't want to say learning loss. <laughs> they've, they've seen more growth in ELA perhaps compared to math because they're practicing language skills in every subject that they, they have, you know, so they're still practicing that they're reading, they're speaking, they're doing all these things. Math, they've seen a little bit of a, you know, regression there because they're maybe not practicing math all the time, but we cannot sit there and drill and kill these kids to death, just focusing on their deficit because then they're going to spend their entire day doing what, they think they're not good at. And that's just crushing. 
And I think about that. Yes, we do teach that academics and that, but we teach the whole child. And so again, it's that social emotional growth they've had, the mindset growth that they've had, these other skills like leadership and um, troubleshooting and problem solving that weren't a part of the traditional classroom that became part of their learning experience that will serve them so well and should be celebrated like Rena suggested. And those that you just spoke of are the high quality skills that employers employers are looking for. They are looking for problem solvers. They are looking for people that know how to lead and become resilient and adapt to change. And if anything, our kids from three <laughs> to 18 are getting entrenched with all of those opportunities to strengthen those those skills. Maybe Generation C will be Generation Celebration. Maybe it will be our greatest, you know, Generation Career Celebrator. Celebration. Yeah. Or we could just call them Change Champions. Ooh, I like, like that. that. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> we can redefine them as the best. Yes, yeah. they are doing great. I, I know we've kind of, this loss is also a gain, um, but there is other types of loss that kids and families are going through. And I think we do need to recognize that and be okay with it and talk about it as, as people and as relationships and companions that you have had, that it's people are losing loved ones that they can't even see. They're having to let go of people in a not normal way. We, you usually are right there next to them or able to communicate with them. And our kids are not able to do that. Our parents aren't able to do that if they have family members. And I think sometimes we have a tendency to go in and be like, oh my God, I can't believe that. I can't believe they wouldn't do that. But is that what that person needs you to say? Or do they need, it's going back that empathy, right? Or do they just need you to listen and be like, God, that stinks. I can't even imagine having to let go of somebody and not being able to see them. Um, so I think just when we talk about that loss and not to end on a sad note, but just to support them in a manner that is not over cheering, but they're right in the middle. They don't need you to be sad and depressed with them. They need you to listen and then bring back those memories, bring back those times, find a connection. It takes me back to, um, oh, what's her name? Miss Brown's video on empathy. Uh, where you have to get into the hole with them. Renee Brown, I think, does a, yep. And it really makes me think of that video and just being there for our kids. Well, that's a, sorry, but that's another growth teachers have had is we have been not vulnerable with our kids in the past. We put up the shield, but that's a growth teachers have had because they've had no choice but to be vulnerable on some level. And Pam, you spoke about teachers getting frustrated in front of kids. Because they're learning too, but kids need to see that. They're like, oh my God, yes, even my teacher doesn't know everything. Well, there used to be this, this line, but you think like teachers have essentially invited kids into their homes and kids have done the same. Um, and, you know, for the first time, like my kids are in the background. So like my colleagues and other students have actually like seen a part of my life that usually is very separate and vice versa. So the lines have been crossed in new ways. Well, yeah. That's a loss of personal space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we've just seen Cherie's little one just a few yeah. minutes ago. <laughs> that oh, was adorable. Awesome. <laughs> I know. Uh, think about true parenting techniques. <laughs> Imagine the most adorable kid coming up behind Cherie. That's what we just saw. <laughs> uh, you guys are great. You all are guys. 
<laughs> All right, let's jump into our SEL toolkit. Um, one last chance to to pack a couple tools in here, Cherie. What 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 do you think? Uh, so I think one is just that mind shift of looking at loss as not a loss but a growth, uh, and an opportunity to come back and change things for the better. Um, another one is just to be vulnerable be okay with being vulnerable and talking about it with your friends or your neighbors. Neighbors have become better neighbors uh, through all of this. Um, so I say just when it comes to loss, talk about it, name it, and seek support. There's nothing wrong with seeking support. And if you see somebody else that's showing signs of anxiety or depression go to them and help them get what they need or be that person for them. I think just dropping the stigma will really help um, when it comes to depression and loss. That's, that's great. And um, you bring back the human quality again. And this whole conversation really focuses around our humanness and the importance of those relationships. And um, that strikes me every time. And don't think of learning loss. We're all in the same boat together. Our kids will grow. They will get there. We have wonderful educators that will make sure they get there. And as you pointed out, this is uh, an event that everyone's going through. And, and normally that's not the case. You can't say it. Not even just across a state, a nation, the whole world. Mm -hmm. So it, it's in a weird way. It's a unifying thing. Um, yeah. So it's, it's it's got lots of different facets. It's time for that one thing. One thing. one thing. And let's have you start, Paul. Um, I, I'm going back to the relationship piece, um, just how central that is to everything we do. And then also that generation C can be defined in a successful, positive way. We can give kids pride in what they have accomplished this year, not feeling loss all the time. But what can you be proud of walking away out of this year? And how have you grown? Let's focus on some of that. Acknowledging the loss, like, like you said, Cherie, but celebrating the gains and successes. And that was similar to mine. Mine was really, I, I was thinking about that reframing it, that reframing it to, I really liked what you said, Rena, about what have we learned? And then using it as an opportunity to celebrate, um, to celebrate that because there has been so much great growth. It comes down to identifying and celebrating. Um, I like both of those ideas. But then also be aware of just we probably are experiencing our own kind of grief. And there is true grief, as we've kind of talked, like loss of people that has happened. Um, there's also there's loss of other things as well as growth. So being aware of kind of both and providing support. And I think even for myself, if I can't, I, I'm a helper. I like, I think educators naturally, we want to help and solve problems and kind of knowing what stance to take. Maybe I need to just listen or suggest someone else to provide support. And sometimes it's like, I actually need help <laughs> and identifying that as well. So kind of being aware of where, what stance to take and what is really needed. Cherie, your final one thing. Yeah. I'm just going to go back. I, that whole new perspective on loss that loss doesn't mean it's necessarily gone forever. It just means something new is about to come. Um, and so I really, I'm going to go back to that quote that was opened up the podcast. That was, um, I don't know, liberating for me. And so I really, I really enjoyed that. And really also 
getting stories from the kids um, and looking at those qualitative pieces. That's what we need to look at. I was going to go back to that quote too, because it was math teacher, right? Mm-hmm. Why did the Chromebook look so sad during math class? Oh, no. <laughs> I don't know. Because it had so many problems. <laughs> and you know, why was the obtuse angle so upset during geometry? Because it was never right. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Not really. But <laughs> I, I am very happy that we have had Sheree with us for the last six episodes. Thank you so much, Sheree. It's been just a pleasure having you on the show. And uh, I'm going to miss you guys. <laughs> I know we're going to be feeling lost. I know we are. <laughs> but we've gained, yes. right? Yes. <laughs> we will feel lost, but we know we have gained. Well, thanks so much for your insights. Um, we will definitely keep in touch, Sheree. We appreciate you. Thank you, and we will see everybody next week on Tech Talk for Teachers. Thanks for listening to Tech Talk for Teachers. We invite you to visit us at avidopenaccess.org, where you can explore tech tips, grab-and-go lessons, templates, and videos that will help bring remote learning to life. We want to hear from you, so let's continue the conversation. Join us for the first and third Tuesday of the month at 7.30 p.m. Central for a live chat on Twitter, where we will facilitate conversations related to remote, face-to-face, and blended learning. Look for hashtag Tech Talk for Teachers. We will discuss your responses on future podcasts. We'll be back here next Wednesday for a fresh episode of Tech Talk for Teachers. And remember, go forth and be awesome. Thanks for all you do. You make a difference.